Rugby League fans, welcome to another episode of the NRL Back 3 podcast. Coach LJ and Squid here, bringing you bands from the week that was, and of course, the week ahead. Now, we just had round 12, indigenous round, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, now, you just love to see such ethnic communities come together and teams like the Warriors being supported so heavily. Uh, actually, oh, no, they, they actually weren't playing on the weekend. They did release the jersey for indigenous round, so I'm a little bit confused there. So, don't know what happened there, but uh, anyway, moving Moving right along, but uh, LJ Squid, boys, how was your weekend, fellas? Mate, the Indigenous round had me confused. What about the old school throwback black and white one they bought out? I thought they were playing in that in the weekend, but weren't playing two jerseys named. They've only got 17 released this year. We've only played 12 games. But for me, weekend was great, but it did get me thinking. Starting to get a bit colder. Now the thoughts on switching up beers for, you know, some bourbons, rums, maybe some Irish coffees for these freezing cold nights while watching the footy? What's your go-to drink when it's freezing and the footy is on? Personally, I love me some Angry Jack Daniels or Goblin on some wild turkeys or, you know, tipping the night off with a few Baileys here or there. What about you boys? I mean, for me personally, um, I go for abundance. <laughs> that seems to be my favorite. Um, but otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm a Sailor Jerry's and Coke man. Love me some of that uh, spiced rum. What about you, Kosh? Yeah, mate, for me, 12 months of the year, it's beers, beers, beers. Maybe a little bit more higher percentages, but more craft beers. I pretty much only drink craft beers anyway, but nothing but beers, boys. Tried and true. How was your weekend there, Squid? Well, boys, we talk about it every week, and I finally tested the theory. I took sad handjob Sunday, literally. Sat on old lefty for 30 minutes pregame on Sunday and gave myself the saddest handjob one has ever given oneself. And surprising results, are it was still better than some of the bum dribble games they expect us to watch. So I actually want to put this out to the listeners. Next time a sad handjob game comes up, give it a go. And of course, send us in your results. Not literally like posting your semen in an envelope, but touch base via Instagram. <laughs> Tell us how you got on. Fair call. How good. But boys, speaking of how good, and I don't know how we change over from that, but um, bloody beautiful stuff there, good. But uh, boys, how good is an unnecessary field goal? And what I'm talking about, of course, is Penrith leading by 14 points to four against the fucking shit Broncos, and Cleary decides to kick one over in the last seconds of the game. It was unnecessary, but fuck, it was beautiful. You love to see it against a shit team such as the Broncos, and it just digs in the elbows a little bit harder into the ribs of the Broncos, and yeah, just fuck him. Oh, I love you, Cleary. I love it when you do shit like that. It's just really adding insult to injury, isn't it? You know, it's like, like you say, it's unnecessary, but it's like, hey, we can do it anyway, so stuff you. Now, there's a reason I love this, and I thought you would jump straight onto this, Squiddy, is that whenever it's time for a field goal in those close games, they're always like, well, Cleary's nailed five this year. Oh, we haven't seen one from Burden. But when you look at context, Cleary's just cleaned out teams and got them with five minutes to go just to add a bit more, bit more in there. Yeah, yeah, he's just going for personal tally. So yeah, <laughs> he's got to think about the stats. They're like, fuck, he's already hit five this year. He's going to hit another one. It's like forecasting what they're doing. Mate, if he can bust that shit out against the Titans, the Manly Sea Turbos, the Broncos again, mate, it's going to be one hell of a season. You love to see it. I mean, who doesn't love a good 43-8 scoreline? <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard uh, Cleary want to be the Steph Curry of uh, field goals, and he's asked if he can get three points if he can nail it from halfway, just to really bring the game up. Bet he could too. Oh, mate, ice in his veins. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Go for those cheeky, unnecessary field goals. Now, for me, boys, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but how good were the Tigers? Luke Brooks in his 200th game, probably the best of his NRL career. And to show how shit he is, he's still got outperformed by the young fella Buller and an LJ fave Stafford Toa. 
66 points on the board, most ever by a Tigers team. The Cowboys just didn't show up and the Tigers took complete advantage of it and that like hard oval crowd just absolutely loved it. Now, Squid, I don't know if you noticed this, mate, but to bring up a shit stat, if you divide 200 by roughly about 26, 27 games, it works out to be about nine years. And of course, a Tiger only has nine lives. And someone told Brooks that if he doesn't step up this year, at some point, he's probably going to die. So that's the reason he had such an outstanding game on his 200th, mate. To be fair, it was me. I'd loaded up the shotgun and was taking him out to paddock. <laughs> like, all right, boys. Played like he's a make-a-wish kid. Got those Paul Gallon messages out, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like an abusive message to get the best out of some people, you know? Oh, but for me, now, we just heard some unbelievable stuff from Squid. And you're going to hear some more from me. How good was that Dragons game? What? <laughs> huh? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thought I was watching the WNRL. But how good was the Dragons beating the Roosters, and especially that last try? I honestly thought the Roosters had stolen it, but they just weren't hungry enough. I hate the Dragons, but love the Roosters losing. So it was a very weird erection on Flaccid Friday, but I just stepped up finished the job much like the dragons what'd you guys think mate looking at our multi last week i thought we were absolutely flawless and this result just fucking made us spiral right out out of control just like the roosters did in the last five minutes of that game but fuck me the dragons where did this come from i, I honestly can't believe it that last try was phenomenal I heard the new strategy is they just fire the coach each week. <laughs> so everyone gets one weekend and then they're like, oh, we're so mad. Got a win for our fallen coach. <laughs> Guaranteed win. I mean, it, you guys are absolutely right. It was a pretty classic game. I mean, Dragons uh, looking good in that first half. And then all of a sudden, the Roosters go bang, bang, bang. And then must have been about three or four times that lead just changed in that last 20 minutes. And you didn't really know who was going to win. The icing on the cake for me has to be old Shane Flano himself. When he came out, I was like, fuck me, I don't want the job. I ain't taking these shit dragons. Fuck it. One of the Tigers will call me up after that win. I'll take them over. Mate, there are so many things wrong with that team. I don't blame him because he, of course, is not a Muppet. But speaking of Muppets, let's head on over to Muppet of the Week. NRL Muppet of the Week. All right now, boys, for Muppet of the Week, fuck, there were a lot of contenders again. And you love to see it, but you also hate to see it. It was old Reese Walsh being his Reese Walsh self. That that's enough airtime for him. <laughs> and then there was Felice Kafusi, who loved his first shot, cleaned someone out, then his second one. I heard Felice's new name is Stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's training for a boxing career after footy already. Usually you have to ask if he'd just jump into a twosome and bring a stiffy and make it a threesome, but Felice just ran in there and threw one straight to Welsh's face and then later on pushed him. Bit of bad blood. But speaking of blood, the winner for this week is the tampon himself, Victor Fuck Myself Up Radley, who managed to get in a headbutt, which the video ref called a head push, and then now has been overruled and will get four weeks on the sideline. Not the normal three that he's used to, but four weeks, he is out with a headbutt. And sadly, he can't play Origin. I mean, he wasn't going to get picked, but he can't play either. So congratulations, Radley. No one deserved it better than you. And this is something that we discussed during the um, the game on Friday night, is that look, this guy just has to have the dumbest rugby league IQ in the game. And he just proves himself all the time. The shit thing about it is he's actually disadvantaged himself because he's used to having three weeks off the field, but this fourth week actually means that he's going to have extra cramps training to come back in that fifth <laughs> week. So, poor bugger. The funniest thing is, though, this headbutt, he got away with it, and it's the first time he's actually finished a game without being sinbin. 
He almost been Sinbin every game this season. He tried his best. He's like, fuck, I need a break. Duh! No? Oh, okay. I'll... I'm pretty sure he started walking to the sheds early anyway. He's like, oh, well, here comes another one. No, you're allowed to punch someone in the face, but you can't head push them. What is going on, NRL? I guess it's a melee, isn't it? If it's just a head push <laughs> instead of a head punch. Well, once again, Radley, you lived up to expectations. Congratulations. You're back on Muppet of the Weekend. Look forward to seeing you there, more likely. Mostly every other week once you're back on. But enough of that. Let's head over to his favourite section anyway of Ladder Talk. Ladder Talk. Righto, boys. Just like Victor Radley, this is also Squid's favourite section. But there's not so much to talk about on Ladder Talk this week, but it was more about the round of upsets. I mean, you got the Dragons, Eels, Tigers, and Manly all managing to grab a win against the run of play causing upsets in the games at all the local TABs. Plenty of punters will have to double down this weekend, so stay tuned, and we're going to have some hot tips for you later on. And looking at the ladder, there's... <laughs> oh, I love it. The Dragons managed to win a game, but yet go down the ladder, which must be NRL <laughs> first, which I just love them breaking new records. But my other favourite stat or fact is that there were some Manly fans being like, yeah, we finally won, we're back in the eight celebrating, until they gave the Warriors the two points to the bye. So the Warriors jumped them and kicked Manly out. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's something you'd love to see. Well, speaking of Manly, they actually took out this week's... The Ninth Watch. Yes, that's right. The Sea Turbos are currently in ninth place, and I think it's only going to get worse for them because they will be missing a lot of players, including this buy this coming week. So, yeah, I think they're up shit creek, to be honest, and they're only going south. Oh, you love to see it. Absolutely love to see it. I don't actually think they've got to buy their coach. I think they're heading up sad hand job Sunday. Ah, uh, you're right there. Well, I don't ever include the Knights games. <laughs> they'll still be missing Joe and Tommy, though. So And DCE. Fair enough. They're, they're, they're going to be shit regardless. Do you know it's pretty harsh on the NRL fans? When there's only five games on and you make one of them the Knights. <laughs> I don't want to fucking watch that shit. <laughs> I'm going to be one of these people who tries to sad hair job on Sunday, sending Squid my semen, <laughs> sending the troops out. I don't know how to get them into an email yet. Seems to fuck up my last laptop. You just chuck it in your floppy disk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to use the CD drive. Now everything's a USB and don't have a USB-shaped penis. It's a bit weird. Well, on that note, we best be moving on, boys. Let's head on over to a special edition of Games to Watch. Yeah! We got some games to watch. We got some games to watch. This weekend. Origin Edition. Now, boys, in just under a week's time, we of course have the game one of the 2003 State of Origin the New South Wales Blues against those shit cunts, the Maroons. Now, boys, after last week's podcast, I mentioned, get your teams ready. Let's all bust them out before the teams were announced and see how we went with uh, the comparisons. So Brad Fittler has gone out and busted out a complete perler, and I think none of us got the right team anyway. But um, going through our teams, boys, who do you reckon was a, a standout miss from your teams? Yeah, for me, Coach, I'd have to say it was the uh, Cook. I, I thought that he'd been playing some pretty good football. Obviously, Rabbitoh's up at high on the ladder. Uh, he's been playing some pretty good footy been there for the Blues before, so I really thought that he would have been a show-in, but apparently didn't get the cookie this time, and uh, they gave it to Uppy. I'm not very Uppy about that, but for me, there's two key ones missing. You need Burden's bombs in the sheds and on the field, and then, holy moly, Alakowatu, why the fuck is he not there? He is rampaging right now. I mean, he's the kind of guy, even though he won't get selected or hasn't been selected, he's still going to score a try in Origin somehow. He's just that damaging. 
I believe he bumped off five red badge security men last time he got on the field, just for that try. That's how he got picked for Manly. <laughs> oh, boys, one big omission for me and my team was Luai, and I can't believe he got named. I honestly thought Hines would do such a better job than him. I know there's the whole Penrith connection there, but honestly, man, Hines has been on fire this year. And to put him on the bench is just a bit of an insult. I reckon you should honestly pick the best players on the field for that year. And Luai, sure, he had a couple of good games, but uh, I honestly think Hines deserved it. So he was my halfback. I definitely wouldn't disagree with you there, Coach, but I feel like it's just Hines' utility, being able to play in multiple positions, that's probably pushed him to the bench. I mean, you could arguably say that he probably deserves almost the number seven jersey, probably being the best number seven player this season. I mean, he just doesn't have the drop goals of Clary, which really sets him apart. But what I really struggled with was naming a team of players. Fuck, we got a lot of injuries. Usually you're like, oh, fuck, I don't know. Who should I put in the spot? I had to Google New South Wales eligible players. Fucking hell. I even had to ring them up. I rang up Jack DeBell and I was like, mate, are you? Can you come back? Can you play? And he said, yeah, but then the Dragons like, no, nah, he's captain this week. Mate, that is scraping the bottom of the barrel when you put DeBellin in your origin team. So well done, mate. LJ actually sent me a draft before putting it in the group chat, and he, for some reason, named Willie Mason still. That's how much he was struggling to pick a team. Mate, all I need is 10 minutes out of Willie. It's big Willie for 10 minutes. Oh, mate, I'd love to get 10 minutes out of a Willie. Oh, well, another massive one for me was Campbell Graham. Oh, sure, he came out and said that he might be a little bit injured and he can only train at the back end of the week, but fuck, those first two, three days of origin is hitting the piss and getting to know each other anyway, walking on the grass and your bare feet. So the fact that he can't train until Thursday, I reckon that was a bit of an omission from the selection team because Campbell Graham should have been there in there instead of old Turbo. Turbo has been looking shit all year. So I don't know why he's on the team and he's probably going to be our weakest link. Campbell Graham is probably the most informed center this year. He's probably up for center of the year. Like I've not been a big fan because I thought he was defensive liability, but fuck, he's been hitting people. He's been reading the balls. He's not leaving a man short. He's constantly up there, never misses a tackle. Does some solid runs for such a lanky motherfucker, but can't seem to nail him. The only thing that's more surprising is I'd actually gotten rid of Tedesco. I'd put Latrell at the back. Ooh. I was honestly thinking about that, man, but then I thought, oh, Teddy, he'll probably be captain and probably uh, just will be able to assert his dominance in the backfield and sort our defense out. That was my only reason. I mean, you kind of just go back to that Friday night game and what he did on his own in that 10, 15-minute period almost saved the Roosters the game completely. And I guess that's probably what they need um, coming up to this Origin game. And he is obviously the captain, so... He pretty hard to get dropped as captain now squid you've named safidi at number 12 mate explain <laughs> yourself um well after seeing lee's draft i was also struggling to pick a team myself but the only thing that i had to do was focus on picking current players and i was like shit i've got to get closer than lj if i do that um but yeah i mean like i said i picked this on a saturday night and um yeah you know what it's like once you've had a few of those uh Sailor Jerry's in abundance. I start to get a little bit cockeyed and can't see the numbers correctly. So, to be fair, mate, you probably weren't as drunk as Brad Fittler because he's named Frizzell in the second row. So, I think you've got him on that one, mate. I've got money on Frizzell going down injured at some point in the game, eh? He is a walking liability out there. He will go down sore. I'll get back up. Oh, he can't even keep his socks up. What kind of man can't even keep his socks up? 
bloke can't even keep a fucking coach. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he get one of the Knights coaches uh, fired as well or something? I don't know. Fuck. But I think you guys all left out a big name. You all left out Dale Finucane. Oh. <laughs> I was struggling for players. I had to look through the whole Sharks team. I was like, who could make it? Could Tig Wilton play? Could <laughs> Finucane? Well, I did mention that for the first couple of days, they're just hitting the piss. So who is going to be the guitarist? So Fanukin would have uh, fit that bill perfectly. Around the campfire. Yeah. <laughs> i got to admit, though, the team feels weird. I feel like there's some players who have just been put in there doing the Queensland way, just based on their name. And there seems some really random thrown out calls there as well. Like, we haven't stuck with a whole team that was good or whole people of inform. We've just, I don't know. Freddie, what are you up to? I mean, we actually got quite lucky because Ben Travojevic almost got picked on just by his name alone. So <laughs> we're probably lucky he got injured this weekend too. Now, another thing I've got to mention, boys, is we all talk about current form and you can't get any more Curran than Josh Curran, King Curran. Mate, you should have put him in the team. Oh, mate, should have been able to pick his own jersey and started wherever he wanted. I guess the one thing none of us have touched on, which stoked for Hudson Young, instrumental in this Raiders five-game win streak that came to an end, but... Big body, second row, a bit of aggression, good hole runner. But agile for his size as well. Yeah, I thought he was definitely going to make his debut, man. He has been dominant this year, and he just knows how to score a try. So, yeah, I thought he would be in there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's done some good things there for the, the Raiders. And like LJ said, you know, he can run some good lines. Um, I'm just wondering if he's actually ready for that aggression on defense that's needed in Origin, you know, because that's where these uh, series are won and lost pretty much. Now, speaking of aggression, Squid, I've named number 17, Runt. Royce Hunt from the Sharkies. Now, the only reason I've put him in my team is because we need a bit of mongrel, and I'd put him on 10 minutes before the end of the first half and 10 minutes at the back end of the second just to really fucking get some dirty cunt action in there and uh, bring the bring the win home for the Blues. Royce Hunt's the kind of guy who tells the ref to go back 10 metres. <laughs> the best thing about it, boys, is he's not only Runt in my books, but he's the king of the hunts. There's so many hunts in the NRL, but he is the absolute king. Speaking of kings... Can't believe you guys have left out a massive player, the most informed seven of the NRL, Mr. Luke Brooks himself. Surely he's taking over Cleary. Come on, one game. Well, he's on his last <laughs> life, mate. So he's this is really his last chance. Maybe he'll get in there for game three. My favorite part is that the West Tigers tried to sign Sean Johnson, failed, and like we're really open to keeping Luke Brooks for another few years and making him a Tiger for life. And the Tigers fans are like. Fuck, we just won a game, mate. Don't bring us down so much. Really? Oh, there are going to be riots in Balmain when he resigns. Well, boys, that's one hell of a team. Look at our social media on our Facebook account if you want to check out all three of our teams versus Brad Fittler's uh, winner. But, boys, just quickly, what do you think of the Queensland team and why is your answer shit? Absolutely agree with you, Coach. Shit. Fucking shit, Hop, from the looks of it. Jesus, this is actually a team I'm a bit worried about. They got some dog in there. They got old Pat Carrigan, fucking Ruben Cotter. They've got some hardworking small men who are just going to fire up. Yeah, but LJ, mate, they've named fucking the blue-eyed battler, Reese Walsh. <laughs> Captain Speed Bump. Captain fucking Speed Bump. Mr. Inefficient. The invisible man as he was on the weekends. Jesus <laughs> fucking hell, he really showed his true form on the weekend. Did, you, did I hear that uh, Brad Fiddler at training, they love to do a draw and pass drill where you run to the fullback. They've actually removed that from training for the week because once you're through the front line, you just speed bump them. You don't need a draw and pass. Whoever's through the line, try time. 
Yeah, they've definitely set a team for um, expecting not to have any live breaks go against them. So we'll see how that pounds out come uh, Wednesday next week. Now, boys, who have you got? What are your scores? Squid, we'll start with you, mate. You can almost guarantee that's going to be a tight one. Being over in Adelaide, I'm going to have to go with a little 18-14 tight win to the New South Wales. LJ, who you got? I think I might go 20-16 to to the New (laughs) South Wales. Well, boys... I hate to say it, but I'm actually going to go 20 to 16 to the Queensland team. I just think, uh, and the downfall is Turbo. I think he's going to get outplayed on the weekend. So I think the last try will win the game and it'll be all Turbo's fault. Any uh, any indication who scores that last try? You seem to know a few things. Oh, mate, who else but the hammer? He's lightning quick and those hamstrings of old, uh, of old Turbo, uh, they're just not going to be able to keep up. And I think he's going to get outplayed by the young man, the hammer. Oh, Kosh, you always seem to have the inside word. You always seem to know the players to pick, which is probably why you're so good at Supercoach. So let's head on over to listen to your expert analysis in Supercoach Corner. Because he's a Supercoach, Supercoach. He's Supercoach, eh? That's right, LJ. The top scores boys are in, and Kosh took it out by a fucking about five points, to be fair. But still, over 1,400 points. And that's what it's all about, folks. It's all about scoring points going into Origin because Origin is a tricky time of the year and you need to navigate those three games very, very closely. So hot tip, try and uh, hold on to a couple of your Origin players for the next few days, but uh, use those super trades and uh, get in a few little guns. So one little guy that I could uh, happily chip in and say, get him in your team right now is at fullback, Old Buller. Shit, didn't he play well? Mate, he has been having a fucking wicked set. I got him in two weeks ago, and he is making me money. So after Origin, of course, I'll trade him out, put in some big guns back in there after Origin, and look forward to a grand final appearance from this guy, the Coachmeister. So Squid the Smuckless asshole was getting fat, eating too much that desk chicken of late, and he's had to go on a diet. So he's decided to eat up a couple of losses instead, and is back to the drawing board. But don't worry, boys, we'll be back, and back getting to fat, like that yo-yo diet we're all on about. But boys, something that we have, haven't touched on yet is that there's a new layout for Supercoach for the next five rounds with these multi-team buy rounds. So it's not about picking players in position, it's just about having players that play. So you can get up to as many scores from 18 players that you've got, regardless of their position and auto emerge. So it would be interesting to see if uh, any of these boost trades come out from any of our players. Well, Squid, I know you love some facts, but fuck, you don't know how to read because <laughs> it's only the top 13 scoring, and that's probably why you're eating some owls. But I need to shut the fuck up. I got too cocky. I got too confident. I started listening to all these podcast experts. Oh, bring in Burbo and Lukey. They'll be great trades. Oh, fuck. Now, Coach has been a gentleman, I must admit. He took me out for a steak dinner and called me the next night because he absolutely fucked me in the weekend. He scored 1,400 points and I lost with 1,285. That's a respectable score. (laughs) No, it's a respectable loss. 1285. <laughs> the problem with that, mate, is you're listening to all these shitty podcasts. There's only one podcast you need to listen to, and that's the NRL Back 3. And one of those guys you got to listen to is Kosh because he knows what he's fucking talking about with that all-time high 1,407 points, I believe. That's a lot of points. And I was like, I thought I had you go into the West Tigers game. I'm like, there's no way Baller's going to score points. And fuck me days. Did he score some points? Did you pay the Cowboys some money? You had some inside details? Like, who brings in a new fullback for the Tigers? You're a piece of shit. 
Well, just to correct myself first, it was 1404. Don't want to get ahead of myself. But, uh, mate, there might have been a paper bag or two to old Peyton. Um, they obviously played like horrendous fucking cowgirls uh, on the weekend. So something went wrong and maybe or maybe not I had something to do with it. But the key message here is that listen to me and uh, don't listen to any other podcast besides ours, guys. <laughs> It's not only just don't only listen to this podcast. It's more like just only listen to Coach when it comes to Super Coach. <laughs> he knows what he's on about. But see, like, I think he's playing my games because me and him were going head to head. He's not going to tell me the truth. Were you guys going to head to head like a male 69? Speaking of things that go head to head, let's head on over to TAP time. Now, of course, you might not want to listen to me on this part because we fucking choked last week and I think a lot of those picks were uh, partially mine even though we all picked the same team. But uh, LJ, take us away for this uh, beautiful week ahead. Oh, Thirsty Thursday. Woo! What a great way to start off the footy with none other than the Dolphins and the Dragons. Well, LJ, funnily enough, they call this game the Dolly Parton, the double Ds <laughs> on a Thursday night. <laughs> I wish they were the double L's because they're fucking both losers. Had enough of this fins up crap. Sick of watching the Dragons. Now, just throwing it out there, can I pick a one-on-one draw? You can if you like. Cool, well, I'm going to go Dolphins then. <laughs> well, LJ, mate, I'm actually going to go the Dragons because of the man I named earlier who's going to win the Queensland Maroons the game, and that's Hamaso, so the Dolphins are going to be without him, so I'm going for the Dragons. The best thing for me, boys, about this game on Thursday, it gets the Dragons out of the way for the rest of the weekend, and for that reason, I'm just going to have to go with the Dolphins. Now, moving on to Flaccid Friday, we've only got a one game this weekend, and that is Eels versus the Cowboys. And the Cowboys have been in shit form, and they're losing more players to Origin, so I can't see the Eels dropping this one with basically having a full-strength team. So it's going to be Eels all the way. Oh, Eels all the way. I mean, Eels don't even lose that many to Origin. I think it's they just lose old Junior Bolo. But the funny thing, who they have lost, is they have lost Jacob Arthur immediately. Oh, no. He has been released. His dad's had enough. He couldn't send him to his room for his shit performance. So I think he sent him to Manly. So fuck, he must have done something bad at home to be sent to Manly. But he's there. But I think the Eels are going to roll them again. But Lukey, I don't really want to bust another trade out. Can you just score more than 12 points this week? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, rumor has it is he didn't clean up his room and got dropped from the team and sent to the Manly Sea Turbos. But uh, I'm with you guys 100%. I think the Eels are going to take this one home as well. Now, heading over to Superb Saturday, we kick things off with an absolute pearler of a game. It is the full-strength Warriors against a really down-under-strength Broncos. So, of course, I'm going to lock in the Warriors. They're going to absolutely smoke them. Expect another 66-point scoreline, and oh, the Warriors are going to rack up some points on this one. Absolutely, Coach. Could not agree with you more because the Warriors need that points difference to help them get up the ladder. And coming against the, the junior Broncos with a full strength, good win against the Doggies, fresh off the bye, it's got to be Warriors all day. I love it, eh? We usually get ruined around origin time by we have to play with teams backing up, but not this week, baby. We'll send all those Broncos away. Fucking Reynolds has still knocked himself out on the sideline, so he won't be making it down to Napier. Fun fact, though, uh, the Napier... I think the time zone's a bit different. So I think it's actually a two o'clock kickoff. So that means I get to start drinking at 10. And then you guys can correct me later if I'm wrong. I think it's going to be a good game. I've got the Warriors for sure. Now, another little thing to mention for this game is uh, Reese Walsh obviously isn't playing fullback. And Wendell Saylor's son has been named at fullback for the Broncos. And boys, I don't know if you've seen him. What the fuck happened there? Wendell Saylor's probably one of the big, biggest massive cunts in the game. 
And this dude, he's playing fullback. He's tiny as fuck. So I don't know what happened. Maybe he's uh, taken after his mum. I don't know what his mum looks like. But, man, Wendell Saylor could probably dominate it, though, eh? <laughs> well, he's actually lucky to be a Bronco. He was in prison or about to go to prison, and the case got thrown out. But what we haven't touched on is Luke Metcalf is there. He is starting his first game as the Warriors. I think he's locking this position down for the rest of the year. You just see him put on an expedition. And speaking of things I love, we head on over to Sad Dab, a few more bears deep. It is the Rabbits versus the Raiders. Now, Rabbits aren't actually missing that many players origin. They are missing Latrell. Not missing Damian Cook, though. Not missing Campbell Graham. So I think I've got the Rabbits. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the Rabbits on the weekend, but I think their bad luck is going to continue, and I think the Raiders are going to win, and it's all because Horsborough was not selected for the Queensland team, and he's going to come out full red here, and he's probably going to come out swinging. He might chuck a few fists and uh, try and get away with a few sneaky ones behind the ref's back. So lock me in for the Raiders on this one, sadly. I think you might be right there, Coach, because Corey Horsburgh is going to come out with an audition to say that he wants to fight Felice Kafusi, throwing a few lefts, rights, jabs, uppercuts, haymakers. And unfortunately, he's going to get himself sent to the bin, and it's going to give the Rabbitohs a clear win. Like LJ said, they're not losing too many. they got still a pretty strong team, and I just can't see them playing two shit games back-to-back, -back, even though both these teams put in a very poor performance. Well, fans, I mentioned it right at the start of the podcast. The next time a sad handjob Sunday game came on, you know what you got to do, and we've got it here right in the first week. We have got the Knights versus the C non-Turbos, because none of the Turbos have been selected this week. So don't know what their actual team name is when they don't play. I think it's just C. <laughs> Manly C. Oh, well, there you go. Again, coach with the inside word. He's always onto it. I'm going to have to go with the Knights on this one. Never been a fan of Manly. This is, uh, you know, their old ancient proverb of fuck Manly. So let's go the Knights. They're called the Manly Sea and they're a team of men. So that'd obviously be the Manly Seamen this weekend with no turbos in there. So fuck, they'd probably be sticking around. Might get a win, but they have put Mr. HIA, Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Concussion himself back to fullback this week to try and hide himself away for the Knights. I don't know what it means with Lockie Miller. I don't know what that means for his missus either, but fuck, I don't want to watch it. I might go for a double sad hand job just so I can avoid watching this. Ah, oh, fuck. Knights? Yeah, mate, I'm going to lock in the Knights as well. I think uh, the fact that Dominant Young and uh, old Bradman Best is still in the team, um, I think that's going to be a backline too strong for the Manly Sea Turbos. And of course, Dane Gagai didn't even get named for Queensland, so he's going to come out with something to prove. And I think the Knights might come away with a win. So speaking of winning, if you want to win, I mean, it's probably not guaranteed this week, but it's five, right? So surely we can get five. So you've got to lock in the Dolphins, the Eels, the Warriors, the Rabbits, and the Knights. That sounds like some easy money. That's paying about four bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you lose money for this bet. Yeah, I heard it's paying, what, 0 0.89? What happens when it comes <laughs> off and they just debit my card some more? Gutherson will be lucky to pay his toll bill with this win. <laughs> Oh, wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff. Now, of course, we won't be here next weekend with Origin kicking things off on Wednesday night. So, listeners, I hope you have a fantastic week and a half of football. Round 13 is just around the corner. And, of course, Origin is next Wednesday. And we are fucking pumped for it. Kick on early with the beers. Get the boys round. And let's go the New South Wales Blues. But in the meantime, we'll see you right here in a couple of weeks live on the NRL Back 3 podcast. Perfect. Nailed it.